I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read the transcripts of all my podcasts at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use most podcast platforms if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. If you have been following any of my podcasts and blog posts, you understand where I'm coming from and how people relate to the world instead of God, more so than many realize. For a starting point, people need to accept that there is a need to hit the restart button on how they worship our Lord God through His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. The best place to do this is with Scripture. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to pray. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together in the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Some of this will be hard to do in today's society. But an effort must be made to make an attempt to do these things. Also, some aspects will be a very hard pill to swallow for many out there, mainly because they do not wish to let go of the world. One point that needs to be pointed out in reference to the temple, these are the people that lived in Jerusalem. And this is THE temple, which was destroyed in 70 A.D. This is not a statement that we must go to a building and then call it a church. A building is a possession. A building takes money to maintain. Therefore, in my eyes, the bigger the building, the bigger the possession, the bigger the sin against God. Can we meet in a small building? That is up to you. But I would leave anything called a church that is big and especially one that is called mega. A prime example of this church made by the false teacher Joel Olstein, who brags about how much worldly wealth he has, which is totally against the teachings of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 24. Accordingly, I embrace verse 45. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. If you are so desirous to own a place to live, Get a condo, and I don't mean an expensive one, but the cheaper the better. I live in an RV myself, for it provides the needs. It gives me shelter from the weather, I store what clothes I need to cover my nakedness, and I prepare my food and eat within it. It meets all my needs, and was provided to me by God through listening to His Holy Spirit. This is the first and greatest stumbling block that must be overcome. It is the willingness to let go of the world and all it offers. For it states in Matthew 6, We are not to store up treasures here on earth. 
yet most that profess to being quote-unquote Christian do. As a result, most are living in rejection of the teachings of Jesus Christ. In doing so, they are living in sin. The mere fact that this just upset many who call themselves quote-unquote Christian is verification that we are living in the times of the lukewarm Christian. So, once again, as a reminder, we will return to this letter to see this. Revelations chapter 3, verses 14 through 22. Write this to the angel of the church of Laodicea. This is the message from the one who is the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other, but since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Also, buy white garments from me, so you will not be ashamed by your nakedness, and ointment for your eyes, so you will be able to see. I correct and disciple everyone I love. Be diligent and turn from your indifference. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. You say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. When a person holds on to their money and seeks after all they want, like a big house, a fancy car, retirement plans, they are not doing God's will. As a result, to Jesus Christ, they are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Since those that refuse to let go of their possessions and thus refuse to let go of the world, what will be the result? Jesus Christ says, but since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Then the time will come when those that cling to the world most likely will be one of these. Matthew chapter 7, 22 through 23. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who broke God's laws. And yes, that is the great white throat judgment day. And so they will have missed out upon the rapture or raptures, depending on your point of view on that point. Therefore, downsizing should be everyone's foremost priority once they embrace salvation from Jesus Christ and accept being a Christian. The next step, Metton Homes for the Lord's Supper 
and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. Meeting in homes for the Lord's Supper. This is communion. This is taking of the body and of the blood through the wine and the unleavened bread. This is meeting to the Amish. This is going to church. Praying at the temple was an act of showing their faith in Jesus Christ to the world, while meeting in homes was the true worship of their Savior. This is witnessed by taking of communion. It is also not done in public view. This is one aspect of why I no longer support the need for buildings called quote-unquote churches. Matthew 6, chapter 5-8 through 8. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will award you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Once done with meeting, they shared their evening meal with each other in great joy and generosity. The generosity was in the form of a potluck dinner, sharing all they had within the Christian community to each other and to those in need as well. This is something that has become a thing only done for special events. Yet they did it daily, for the community lived so close to each other so they could help each other in their faith and understanding of God through their Savior, Jesus Christ. As a result of this lifestyle and all living in this manner, God blessed them with what could be called a great revival, which many in today's Christian community now seek after and believe will happen. However, since we are in the days of the lukewarm Christian, I do not see this revival occurring until it's too late. What do I mean it will be too late? For that, we must return to the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 5, verse 9 through 10. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to be counted, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands, and they were shouting with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. What does these verses have to do with a great revival? Everything. Revelations chapter 7, verse 13 through 17. Then one of the 24 elders asked me, Who are these who are clothed in white? Where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you are the one who knows. Then he said to me, These are the ones who died in the great tribulation. They have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb and made them white. This is why they stand in front of God's throne and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will give them shelter. They will never again be hungry or thirsty. They will never be scorched by the heat of the sun 
for the Lamb on the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of life-giving water, and God will wipe the tears from their eyes. They will be the true revival, but at the cost of their own lives. For they had missed out upon the promised rapture, and were not watchful and ready for the soon return of Jesus Christ our Savior, who promises to return like a thief in the night for those that are not watchful. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 2 For you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. Revelations chapter 16 through 15 Look, I will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Blessed are all who are watching for me, who keep their clothes ready, so they will not have to walk around naked and ashamed. Matthew chapter 24 verses 36 through 51 However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in the heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. So you too must keep watch, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You must also be ready at all times, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. A faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feed them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth. The master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant is evil and thinks my master won't be back for a while, and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk? The master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But what if the servant is evil and thinks my master won't be back for a while and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk? The master will return unannounced and unexpected and he will cut that servant into pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you live the life of a lukewarm Christian, you are beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk. So I say again, as it states in the book of Acts, they sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. For by doing so, you fulfill Matthew six nineteen through 24 God bless.
Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. And I